0: On 1116 SEN, The Four Diego's. Welcome, Migos. This is The Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. I'm Carlos Alberto Diego. With me tonight is Vinny Venezuela. How are you, Vinny? Good evening, uh,
1: Carlos. I just realised that, uh, you know... That opening, there's a lot of yelling. It's giving me a bit of a headache. <laughs> it
0: suits me, I, I, yelling. Like,
1: I like the Elvis bit, but then the whole I mean, the I yelling. I call it
0: passion. I call it passion. Well, and if you throw your uh, downstairs around a bit, Vinny, you do start screaming a bit. <laughs> this you, is true. I know you haven't done it for a while, <laughs> but uh, but we, you, know, you, you think back to the disco days when we used to go out discoing after every Saturday night show. I'm a little bit too young for discos, <laughs> Carlos. But you would have suited it with that hairstyle. You wow. would have been perfect Vinnie Venezuela. Uh, Warren Diego, talking about uh, perfect for discos.
2: Yes, um, thanks for having me on, Carlos. We've been in delicate negotiations since Friday because <laughs> after the, um, right, the, the final whistle yourself, show, yeah, I you. was going to impose a self-inflicted one-week suspension if Melbourne City didn't get over the line, which they duly yeah. failed yes. to get over the line. So and they're
0: never, they were never going to get over the line the way they Well,
2: if Rodrigo was here this evening, I wouldn't be here because I would have... I, I'm true to what I say on air. It's not just flippant, you know, off-the-cup Warren, it was, only, it was only
1: your tears that got you back in the studio, <laughs> to be quite honest. Well, well tell,
0: us what, tell our listeners out there who weren't listening to, on Friday night uh, during our fantastic fri- yep. uh, final whistle yes. show, what the, uh, you know, what your promise was.
2: I declared that Melbourne City were certainties to beat Sydney. Yep. And I said that I would not come on air for You'd a week. You'd ban yourself. Ban myself for a week. Yep.
0: And and was, I think you also said Wheelight would get three points for that game. No, I didn't say that he'd get three <laughs> points for
2: that game. He actually gave Sydney three points.
0: <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, talk more about that in a moment. Uh, thanks very much, Sir Finey and the GBU crew. Fantastic show again. Number 27 and uh, some great uh, players and uh, great stats around AFL football and VFL football around that number. So, uh, on him and they'll be on again tomorrow night. And of course, uh, later on the show, we've got Mike McGrath, straight from the UK, UK uh, son, uh, uh, Football journal, and he'll be uh, talking to us about all the EPL news and also the overnight Champions uh, League uh, results and some of the fantastic uh, stories there that we can tell. Our hot topic tonight though, Warren, of course, uh, Lionel Messi, the Argentinian master, scored a hat-trick. This morning in uh, Barcelona's four 0 away win, I think it was against uh, Apoel Nicosia, away from home, just scoring goals for fun as he's done all his career, set off a debate in the green room <laughs> beforehand. And, it, and I know we've had this one before, but it sort of evolves over time. I think things change all the time, and we're asking people again tonight. What, what's the hot who's topic?
2: the best player ever?
0: Or is, is Messi is Messi the, best, the best player ever? ever?
2: Now, Carlos, give me some numbers. Three weeks ago. Yep, you said. Yep. after Cristiano Ronaldo pl- had fun, he played yeah. with Liverpool. Yeah, he toyed with at them. Anfield. Yep. He played with them. It was like a Lego set. It was. He was playing. He was. Them, he he with was. Them. So here we go. Messi's record. Yep. Champions League top scorer with seventy-four goals. Yep. Barcelona's top all-time scorer, three hundred and sixty-eight goals. For fun, most goals in a season, seventy-three. Yep. Ballon d'Ors yep. four. Most European Cup top scorer, he's done that four times. That's yep. joint with uh, Gerd Muller. Yep. Most La Liga hat-tricks, yep. eight. Yeah. Most goals in the calendar year, he scored 91 goals in the calendar yep. year. He's the La Liga top scorer with 253 goals. Most goals in a La Liga season, 50
0: goals. By the way, that, that 253 goal record, yes. that hadn't been beaten for 60 years. Yep. And he's only 27.
2: Now, he holds the record for the most consecutive La Liga games that's been scored, 21. Yep. The most goals in a single European game. He is equal holder of that at five. Yep. Most goals in, Galas- in Galacticos. Yes. 21. Yep. In big games. Yep. Most goals in a Club World Cup as
1: well. So yep. that's just some of the records he holds. He's, he's also the only player ever to wear a black suit with white polka dots <laughs> at a balloon door. Ceremony. Now, Now,
0: what are you saying, Warren? Is he the best ever?
1: Well, Carlos, I would
2: say at twenty-seven. For me, he is. But you know the funny thing. I think for me. It seems like the best player in the world in previous generations or multiple generations has been clearly established. Pele into Maradona. We talked about the names that particularly Cruyff, surrounded Pele and also Maradona. And Bell, yep. Yeah, and then you, I suppose you look at Rossi and other guys Beggio, in yep. the time of Maradona. But in this generation of players,
0: he he is the best. But is he? Oh uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you talked about 74 goals in Champions League. He's just broken that record, uh, Lionel Messi, with the hat-trick this morning. Yep. But you know how many Lionel Messi scored? He scored 70. I, he could overtake Lionel Messi. Within a couple Messi, of years. Uh, no, oh, tomorrow. tomorrow morning. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> he could score four goals tomorrow morning and overtake Lionel Messi. For me... He still hasn't done enough at World Cup level. No, but I, that's my argument. No, that's, Who? I, I, that's a Messi? mess. He still hasn't done what Diego Maradona did p- in the 1986 World well, Cup. He hasn't
1: which, done it. In which case, CR7 will never get there because he Portugal well, never show up unless, at World, unless World unless Cup.
0: Unless the weight of his club form and the goals and the awards and the achievements no, and I the don't kudos... No, I think you can have it both ways, well, Carlos. Well, well, I'll stick by the World Cup. If you do yep. it... You know, You've got to do it Vini, your way. Vini, Vini, I still have dreams of what Diego Maradona did in 86 with a very – probably the poorest Argentinian side they've ever put out in any World Cup. He – not only scored in every game virtually, he was a star, head but, and shoulders above everyone in every one of those games in 86, including quarterfinals, final and final, and – Everyone wanted to kick the hell out of him. He led them, kicking and screaming, to a World Cup win. Was that the Hand of God World Cup, by the way? It was the Hand of God. So he cheated his Th- that's way too. Got to,
1: that's got to cancel yeah, something I'll tell you out, what, Carlos. i
0: tell you what, the Is Hand of cheap? God. Everyone didn't know until we saw the replay, by the way. He's but so Carlos, good you know what, he introduced me, the Hand of God. For me, he was the best ever. And the goal the game ratio and the assist ratio probably equates a little bit to what Messi's doing right now. By the end of his career, Messi, by weight of goals, will have more. Right? But I still reckon unless Messi does it at World Cup level. But
2: Messi led Argentina to the final of this year's World mm. Cup. He, had poor he games, won though. two
1: games. He won He won, he he won po- two games. No. He played pretty good in this
0: World no, Cup. I'm not saying... but I'm talking can... about stratospheric. Because oh. that's, what, that's, what, that's what Diego Maradona did it's, in 86. But,
1: but Carlos, I, I respect you enormously, yeah. as you know. <laughs> as you know, but... Uh, I think that the the breed of player that uh, Messi is finding himself up against, compared to maybe what Diego Maradona, our Diego found himself up against, is a little bit different as oh, well. I think it's
0: harder. Uh, for... Diego had to deal with all the all the butchers in Italian football. Yeah, but, but the butcher a... of Bilbao. He had to do. He had to deal with it when he was at Barcelona. But, but you know, I, this is. But a... I put it to you, Carlos. That yeah. Defenders weren't as quick as they oh, are these days. Well, let's let's keep this going. What is the hot topic before we go to our callers?
2: Messi's the greatest player is, ever. Is he
0: the best player no, ever? No, oh, I'm saying he no, is. No, that's not the hot topic. No, is, is he, he the, the best, best player, player ever? ever? Give and us a call. And let's get 94291116, <laughs> SMS's we We're heated in this in this studio right now.
1: Can uh, I, I just say we gave Warren a very simple task to pose a question. I know, I know. and he gave us a statement.
0: You know, give us a ring, send us an SMS. We want to clear this up tonight. By the way, this could change tomorrow morning if uh, Cristiano Ronaldo scores a bagful in his game, and he's only got Basel. But anyway, let's go to Andrew in Coburg. Wants to have it have uh, his thoughts uh, told on radio. How are you, Andrew? G'day guys,
3: how yeah, good day, guys. How's you going? Yeah, really
0: good, mate. What are your thoughts?
3: Oh, man, I just uh, went on Ronaldo. Look, I didn't see. Um, sorry, I didn't see Maradona and uh, player players. I'm only 23, so yep. it's all right. But the last uh, 10 years I've been watching the soccer, look, I love watching Ronaldo. Look, Ronaldo did it at Man United. You know, he scored 43 goals in a, um, a league season. He scored 30, over 30 in the Premier League. And then to go to Real Madrid, and he's, I think he's, oh, he's played about 150 games and he's scored over 150 goals.
4: Yeah.
3: You know, and he does it consistently. Every week he's been doing it and doing it. Oh, my friend told me a story that when Rodriguez um, came into Real Madrid the first day, Ronaldo was already there, kicking, uh, having shots at goal three hours early. Yep,
1: he was oh. having shots at his locker too, just so that he knows who's
3: the boss. Now,
2: Andrew, for me, you pose an interesting question because the one point of difference here is that Cristiano Ronaldo has been a star in two competitions. Yeah. Now, Messi has been a stratospheric star in La Liga. But he's unlikely, I think, on the balance of evidence at the moment to think that he would consider playing in another uh, no, competition. But, no,
0: he'll be you're fleeing the tax man very soon. I think he's got tax problems in his Yeah, but, Spain. but that
2: means you would go and play
1: at Monaco in, he'll,
0: a, he'll in a
2: two-bit
1: in, league. He'll be in Samoa. <laughs>
2: so is that a haven? I think that, right, that raises Cristiano Ronaldo a little for me in the fact that he's been a star at both. And the funny thing is, he, pick, he got picked up as an 18-year-old or so at Manchester United, and to be fair... He was pretty much a star from the first time he ever played. He was. So that's quite amazing too.
1: The one thing I'll say that I think is different and has to be accounted for is that um, Messi finds himself in the prong position and he's always in traffic. And, and the goals he scores, he's got to, he's got to turn on a five-cent piece and he's got to weave through people just to get a, a look at the net sometimes. Whereas uh, Ronaldo tends to come from space towards the forward line. Ronaldo is yeah. a penalty taker as well. Uh, a brilliant player, no, no doubt yeah. about that. I, I find it very difficult to try and pick one over the other. Yeah, but, but,
0: you, but this, is, this show's all about not sitting on the... Because you, you, you right. a lot of people say that, and yes. I just think if this show's all about making a call and sticking by it, at least for 24 hours anyway. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but am I, would I be fair to say that Ronaldo has played in a Real Madrid side in recent years that's been on the poorer end of mm. the best... And he's led them back to a point where they're now going to challenge again. And it's really been on the back of Cristiano Ronaldo, who's maintained an absolutely high level at a period of time where Real Madrid, relatively, have been poor.
0: This year they've been fantastic, and they're probably going to be close to the best team in the world, with Chelsea close, yeah, uh, maybe Barcelona, Bayern Munich will always be there. But, uh, but I think Real Madrid at the moment a are, are machine, and he's led them and back he, there. He's still clearly the best yep. player in that squad. Thanks very much, Andrew. Let's go to Peter in East Bentley. He wants to talk about my favourite Diego Maradona. How are you, Pete? Good you, yourself. Yeah, really good. What are your thoughts?
5: Look, uh, for me, it's important to to talk about the 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 time as well when Diego played. Um, I think you alluded to it before, uh, the lack of protection back then mm.
1: um,
5: was, you know, the obstacles. I mean, what he had to overcome, is remember the 82 World Cup, what, what he had, what the punishment he received from Gentile.
0: Yeah, Claudio Gentile just kicked um, away at his Achilles the whole yeah. 90 was, minutes, there. Yeah.
5: yeah, he had to overcome. Uh, obviously, the, the tackle from behind was outlawed after Van Basten's injury. That um, you know, shorten his career. Uh, Messi doesn't have to you know deal with that. If you look at the goals that were scored in the Italian league, who were the top goal scorers at that time? If you were scoring twelve or fifteen goals, you were top goal scorer of the league. Mm. So it was very, very different times. He what he achieved at Napoli as well. They yep. that's a hundred year club.
1: Yep. They've
5: never won a championship before. They haven't won since. They won two titles under Diego. Unbelievable. I mean, Messi's got the best team in the, arguably the greatest club team of all time. He's managed to be the best player in that team and be very prolific. But he, he wasn't able to do it for Argentina when they weren't the best national team at the time. And I think, I think just the obstacles that Diego over, overcome at, at club level and even at national level, just. Made him incredibly
0: special for me. And Peter, you know the way he used to lead his teams. Like when you know the guy had he had a, he had a colourful life outside of football. I mean, everything from you know uh, being associated with the Camorra, the mafia in in Italy, and uh, you know, love children all over the world, and all sorts, you know shooting air rifles at at, <laughs> uh, at journalists, all sorts of things. Uh, but on the field of play. When he was representing his shirt or his, the club he was playing for, especially at Napoli, because I, I lived in Napoli for a bit when he was playing in the 80s, and also watching him in every World Cup that he was captain, especially uh, in 86 and, of course, 90. Uh, he was such a fantastic leader of men. And he was always the shortest guy, but he was always the guy out front and he was always doing it for Argentina or doing it for his club side, and that's what really stands out to me uh, as a footballer. But thanks for your feedback there, uh, Peter let's go to uh Paris in Vermont, so he wants to talk about Maradona how Paris
3: yeah hi guys um I'd have to agree with you Diego um clearly Maradona, and uh there's two reasons for it he He played in Italy in an era where you pretty much if you had to park two buses you couldn't get through <laughs> the Italian defenders were so so hard to get through and he he weaved his magic effortlessly he was like he had an aura about him and um this day and age, you've got Messi, who's brilliant, and statistics usually don't lie, but when you've got other players almost as good as Messi playing alongside him, where you've got 10 or 11 stars on the field, it's so much easier to to rack up the goals that he's racking up, whereas Maradona clearly carried Napoli along with Correca. Yeah. and uh, he clearly carried that Argentina side to a 86 World Cup, and I remember clearly, because I was about 12 years old at the time, and... Um, he was, he was everything, free kick specialist, penalty specialist, dribbler, skill, finesse, aura. They respected him. They looked up to him. There's nobody like him. Messi's great, yep. but he's got uh, a team called Barcelona, and that's the difference. He's got another 10 great players playing alongside him, and when you've got another 10 great players, it's so much easier. Yeah,
2: I think you make some really good points, and you, and Paris, can I say you're getting a lot of love off the SMS with regards to Maradona's ability to lead a group of individuals that are that were clearly inferior both at club and country to titles and to World Cup championships. Whereas I think we are maybe more than ever in an era of star-studded teams, very concentrated three or four teams across the globe concentrated with the absolute very best. And you'd have to say Ronaldo and Messi have been the beneficiaries of that and in Cristiano Ronaldo's case twice because he came into a Manchester United team with Paul Scholes, Ryan Giggs, guys that gave him the ball, allowed him to do his stuff, and he does have that now. And, and so does Messi. I mean, Barcelona have been a juggernaut from the time Messi has arrived to now in terms of their performances
0: well he certainly grew up in he came as a 14 year old to barcelona they recruited him from uh i think they actually even looked after his all his health issues he had problems with his with his joints and stuff as a kid growing up and uh and uh they actually uh i think they brought his family and him over and they looked after him and they as he came as a 14 year old as i said but you know they obviously knew the talent the kid had and uh and by no means am i saying that you know Messi right now as a 27-year-old won't at 35 be the best player ever, clearly. I mean, he's still got time to play in probably two or three more World Cups, you know. And, uh, and then uh, Ronaldo, you know, what a machine. But, you know, as, as our callers say, uh, I think back to Maradona. And, you know, the, he was a ball of muscle. He had pace, he had skill, he had agility, and he used to take punishment. I mean, and, and, and as one of our callers said, I think it might have been Paris, who's saying that back in the 80s and 90s, there was just no protection for players like Maradona. And, uh, and, the, and also, he, didn't, he, didn't, he did himself no favours because he certainly didn't, wasn't enamoured to the referees. So they weren't going to protect him either. So, uh, I don't know, some of my greatest memories as, as a young guy watching football, especially when SBS started bringing the Italian soccer into, the, into our living rooms, some of my best best memories was of Maradona and what he used to do on that Sunday morning Italian football show uh, when Napoli used to take on the likes of that great AC Milan side with Hullet and Van Basten and, and all those great players and, and the Juventus sides. I mean, that Italian league was much better than what it is now and it was just clearly the best league in the world at the time.
1: I don't think um, Messi, on, on those sorts of stats, will ever be able to prove himself because given what Maradona did for Napoli you know, as our listeners and yourself have said, uh, you can't compare that. But I, I think Messi has e- has equally won games single handedly for Barcelona and turned games around against very good opposition uh in heavy traffic. And I, I think that that in an era where I, I personally think defenders are much quicker. They might not be as, as tough and as rough as they were when Maradona played, but I certainly think that they they're harder to deal with at times tends to give Messi the edge and by, by the time Messi finishes his career yeah. or Ronaldo, the, I think the numbers will be in their favour. I think mm. Messi and Ronaldo, the crown in glory will be a World Cup and world domination at a World Cup tournament but I, I certainly think that uh, each of them are fairly outstanding and I'll lean towards Messi because I've got to take a side just for Rodrigo. I think
0: conservatively, so. you'd expect Messi to play till 35 and Ronaldo could go even further, a bit longer than that. So, um, you know, they could they could break every record by a mile, by a mile. And that's where I think, uh, you know, I reserve my judgment at the end of his career. But right now, if we're saying right now, I still reckon Maradona was better. There
2: seems to be a line of thought off the SMS, Carlos, that one way of determining who is the best, that they get loaned out by their respective teams to a newly promoted team in the Premier League... <laughs> and see which one of them is better at keeping that team up. Because an interesting... We've had a couple of SMSs saying that you put Ronaldo in Burnley, in Burnley's team at the moment, or a team that's newly promoted in the Premier League, that he would keep them up and be a star whether where Messi may not be as, uh, not be as well, dominant the, in that but sort of stuff. They've got to get the
0: ball to Messi. If he's a striker, mm. they've got to get the ball. I mean, Ronaldo can go and get it full-back and run. I mean, it's different. that's yeah, where yep. the different yep. positions Mar- come Mar- into it. Maradona, Maradona, Maradona would, do, would be able to do that too. Yeah. I think he'd, he'd drag Burnley to a Champions League <laughs> win. Maradona.
1: Maradona also drew a lot of fouls. And oh. he, you know, he had yep. the sort of same sorts of issues that, yep. that Messi does. I think... Uh, Cristiano has fewer of those problems, as you say, because he can go get the ball and run and, and, and do yep. all different sorts of stuff. I think one's a more direct player, and, and Maradona and Messi are very similar in that, yep. in terms of just their stature and, and also what they do with the ball at their feet all the time through traffic makes them quite unique in that regard. Yep.
2: How yep. would they go on the same team, the boys?
0: Messi and Ronaldo. Messi and Ronaldo. Oh, look, I think, I think uh, Ronaldo, I've been quietly you know, uh, impressed with the way he's dealt with all the new marquee players coming to Real Madrid. I thought he'd, he'd actually uh, be a little bit precious about things, but apparently he puts his arm around Gareth Bale all the time and James Rodriguez looks after them, and, but they all know that he's the best. In that squad. But let's take a break. Uh, I think, I'm think i loving this conversation. We welcome more talk back after the break. Uh, 9429 98 1116 is the SMS uh, number. And uh, Warren will give us some feedback off the SMS after the break. And we've we'll also got uh, Mike McGrath from the UK, the son, uh, Giurno, over there talking EPL and Champions League after the break. This is the 4 Diego's and 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the 4 Diego's. Welcome back. This is the Diego's on Eleven Sixteen SEN Melbourne's home of sport. I'm Carlos. Uh, Vinny's with you, and also Warren Diego. Our hot topic tonight, Warren, is
2: is Messi the best player ever?
0: On the back of the hat trick and the breaking of the well, Champions it's not League just records, one record, plus it's numbers, there's numbers coming out everywhere. Just to, before we go to Mike McGrath in the UK, uh, what's some of the stuff off the SMS? Um, Maradona
2: scored five goals out of fourteen for Argentina in the eighty-six World Cup. Messi had no help. Maradona couldn't win a European Cup for Barca or Napoli. Won the Me- UEFA Cup, though. Yeah, take Messi out of Argentina or Barca and they win nothing. Maradona only scored 34 goals for Argentina. Messi has 46 already.
0: I mean... Yeah, but there's, a, there's, a, there's this stuff you can't measure, too, that's involved here. The leadership, uh, what he did in that World Cup in 86 uh, to really bring ordinary players up to another level. Um, you know, I think there's still a lot of debate Uh, around the numbers, outside the numbers uh, for for Maradine. Anything else there, Warren? Um,
2: That is ridiculous. You judge Messi on if he could win his country a World Cup. Messi makes stars look ordinary. Wake up, you people. Gary Ablett certainly proved that point. I mean, I suppose Gary Ablett is, you know, he's clearly better and Without him in the Gold Coast team they were nothing and with him they yep. b- were gonna make finals.
0: And you can't say that about Barcelona. I mean without Messi they still would have won things.
1: Yep. And arguably CR seven would have done the same thing uh as as an Ablet like player in that he's he's gone to other clubs and he's he's been the standout uh for for them. So it, that's an interesting comparison too.
2: Yeah, and no, I'm just trying to get some more up as I play with the uh, thing down the bottom there, Carlos. There you go. Uh, Diego Maradona, for me, took Napoli to win the Italian champion, Championship. No-name players. Won the World Cup with more no-name players. He has skill, played in the toughest league in the world. Serie A, amazing player, and no one will match him at club or national team level. Whilst easily the best two of the generation, I'm convinced Cristiano Ronaldo would be a gun playing at Burnley. Not certain as whether Messi would be as effective.
0: Very, very insightful listeners there with their SMS. And uh, we'll take some calls uh, up right up until midnight. And also keep your SMSs coming. Is Messi the best ever player? But first, let's go over to the UK and speak to our man over there, Mike McGrath. Uh, good morning to you, Mike. Have we lost him?
2: He's just working out who <laughs> yeah, he wants yeah, to pick. That's going to be he what knew what question. the first question was going to be.
0: Okay, Mike, you there? Okay, we've lost Mike. Uh, we'll get him back in a sec. Uh, so, Warren, a few more SMSs while we're waiting. Um,
2: yep. Um, Maradona, Napoli, and his legacy first for me, which is another interesting
0: one from yep. John in Port Melbourne. Um, where, where does Pele come? I mean, should we? Should we dare? I mean, there'd be some older people out there listening to us right now, probably really, really upset that we're not including Palais in all this.
1: I'm surprised he hasn't called in himself to um, <laughs> include himself it's in true. this, Carlos.
0: It's true. But uh, for me, you know, the, the problem with, with of not watching him live, I mean, we've watched video of him and stuff like that. Uh, if you talk about different sorts of defenders, I mean, really, they were quite soft defenders in the 50s and 60s, uh, especially in the 50s. And I know there's a lot of people out there who'll just be absolutely going stir crazy with me saying that but you can't compare the defensive structure of teams in the 50s and 60s compared to what we've got now we've got Mike back we'll keep on going with this conversation after Mike but Mike uh, it's Carlos G'day
4: Hi, guys. Sorry about that. That's
0: okay, mate. We've got Vinny Venezuela and Warren in the studio with us today. Now, the first one, we've had a really fantastic hot topic tonight with Messi scoring the hat, trip, hat trick in the Champions League and uh, and also all the other fantastic numbers and statistics he's been able to clock up in his young 27 years. Is it time right now to say that he is the best ever?
4: Uh, I, I still think he's probably got just a little bit way to go before being the absolute the the greatest footballer i 'm um, sure you guys have been talking about Maradona mm. and the comparisons between those two. I just think Maradona was just not only what he did with um, in eighty six and and around that I just think also he, he's a bit, he was a bit more of a personality as well which which is which is what I think is why I rate him as the greatest uh, but I mean with Lionel Messi he kind of does it without any fuss and without any of the fanfare either so I mean there's an argument there to say he's on his way to being the greatest I'd love him to win a World Cup rather than pick up the the best player of the year award uh, dejected like he was on that World Cup final evening um, so i There's still time for him to eclipse Maradona, but for me at the moment it's Maradona.
1: Jeez, Mike, if we're going on personality, George Best should get a look in, shouldn't
4: he? Absolutely, (laughs) or or Mario Balotelli. People like, but I just think, um, yeah, I I think that's part of the romance of Maradona as well—the fact that he was flawed, the fact that he was, um, you know, and 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 also just those teams that he played in were just, you know, just really. Yeah, you know, I don't think I could probably I'd really struggle to name one player in the eighty six final apart from him playing for um Argentina and I just think that he was uh, you know, he he was a one man team, whereas just think that Barcelona team he'd probably take Messi out and they probably would have won a few European Cups as well. Yeah.
2: Mike, I'm not gonna ask a Liverpool question, I'm gonna leave the boys to that. Was um <laughs> Did Sergio Aguero save his manager's job today by scoring the couple of goals in the last couple of games? I just get a sense that not all would have been well if Man City were effectively out of qualification for the next round of the Champions League, a game before the actual round-robin finished. Would I be wrong there?
4: Uh, well, uh, I mean, I, the result in the other the other uh, group game... Um, in Russia help them out. So it wasn't all over but I still think if they lost last night to ten men by mm. um, Bayern after going one 0 up and it was a dreadful period when they can see those two goals. I I do think I don't think he saved his manager's job, but I just think it would have just added to the pressure that that's on Pellegrini at the moment. They're definitely not playing well. They didn't play well yesterday. One man played well yesterday and got them that result and I th- not, not all is well there, but, you know, when Sergio is in the team, you know, a bit like Suarez or Bale the year before for Spurs, you've got that chance of getting a result, um, you know, when, when you don't deserve it. They
2: cover the cracks, don't they, Mike?
4: <laughs> they definitely do. I mean, that's, uh, it, it's amazing. It's, it's not, those great players, it's not just the amount of goals. It's, uh what type of what what the game situation of the goal as well you know whether they're winners or uh, equalizers and how many points they get and he's really saved their... you know he's he's got them three points uh, where it, where it really should have been nothing yesterday
1: Mike uh, Vinny, has Arsene Wenger turned to prayer given that uh <laughs> I don't think he can cut a break with this Arsenal team
4: Yeah I I mean I was uh, uh, on Saturday, they are in. I mean, it could have, you know, but for a better finishing or David De Gea not being in goal, it should have <laughs> been about three and a half before. United were even in the Arsenal half. Um, there's, problems, there's definitely problems. There. I don't think it's just about taking a break. I think there are problems. There's a problem of leadership. You shouldn't lose... Leads against Anderlecht and Swansea, uh, a, a Mourinho team would never do that, um, simple as that. So there are definite, definite problems there, just that it's not simply um, uh, hard luck for them at the moment.
2: Mike, unless Arsene Wenger cryogenically freezes himself, I uh, tell, tell me, how does he leave Arsenal? Does he leave Arsenal with the sack, or does he leave Arsenal retiring? Because I get a sense that he's either got blind faith in in the support that he has from the board and from the fans, essentially the way he's responded to the criticism overnight from the new owner, the new Russian owner that's taken a fair portion of the club was, you know, that's not how we deal with things at Arsenal. You know, you're either with me or against me. Is he overstating that? Does he go on his own terms or is he going to get sacked? Because it's got to happen eventually this year, next year or three years time.
4: I, I think he'll be on his own terms oh. because of what he's done in the past. And I'm not just talking about the titles that seem quite a long way ago now. I think also the the stadium, the legacy there, and the fact that financially he is a chief executive's dream. Um, they, they qualify for the Champions League all the time and they make, you know, they make enough money to pay for that big stadium, which, um, which, which makes the money now. So I just think with all those things, it's going to have to, it would have to take something monumental to, for him to get sacked. So I think it would have, it would be on his terms. I'd be amazed if he wasn't thinking about it already his age and just thinking, you know, who might be the next person, um, to, uh, to take over, uh, you know, as, as, as um, David Moyes found out it's not very easy to take over a, a legend like that, but uh, as you say, eventually that will have to happen.
1: Mike, are Gunners fans in England uh, getting very frustrated with him as as the gaffer there.
4: It's a strange one because you obviously you only hear the you only hear the minority because um, they are the they are vocal. Um, on saturday there were pockets of P, uh, isolated Wenger outrage it wasn't i've been in stadiums where the whole stadium is against the manager and it wasn't like that i don't i don't think it's reached that stage yet but there's uh, you know some people aren't happy um with what he's doing and other people that you know i think it's a split camp it's not i don't think there's a majority yet um on on whether they think he should go
0: Mike, just backing up a little bit uh, when you're talking about you know uh, you know taking over at Arsenal after Arsene Wenger leaves, whether it's you know you know voluntarily or whether he gets sacked, uh, and then comparing that to David Moyes taking over from Alex Ferguson. Well, Moyes had to really take over a very 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 successful you know long term coach. I mean, on average, I think Fergie won a championship every second year, won a couple of Champions League tournaments, and. Uh, Whereas Arsene Wenger's won one FA Cup in nine years and, uh, and probably whoever takes over, I don't think they'd have the same scrutiny as someone like a David Moyes, given that Arsene Wenger hasn't really won anything. As uh, Jose Mourinho says, he's a specialist in failure. Uh, really, he's <laughs> yeah. won a Kissing Your Sister FA Cup in one in nine years or two in ten years.
4: I think the real test, though, would be champions league because it's mm. been 17 years sure 17 years most of them getting into the uh, most of them getting into the knockout stages as well so i think that that's a real in terms of finance as well i know it's it, that's not particularly what fans want to hear but that's an incredible record that and that i think that will be the barometer whereas um ferguson was winning you know, if if he didn't win a you know winning a title or winning a cup or or, or the league was almost minimum, um, I think the goalposts are slightly different at Arsenal, and I think top four is what they expect. And it's just incredible that he's delivered it. That's uh, you know consistently. I think that will be the first test for the uh, for the next man in charge.
2: Now, Mike, it, it has been left to me to ask the Liverpool question. And I'll ask it. I mean, it seems to me that on the face of it, the only thing that's saving Brendan Rodgers from more pressure at the moment is the fact that fourth in the league is 19 points, Liverpool are on 12. In any other season, it would be 25 or 26 where Southampton were and Liverpool would be out of the running for top four almost. They've, got, they've spent £200 million or $200 million on players. It seems like the best one and the most important one still out on loan in France and maybe comes in the summer. He's come out, he's taken full responsibility. He seems like he's got owners that are very level-headed that have been able to work through things. But where is the pressure level based on the fact that we've seen what happens with Liverpool under Rath Benitez. They had a season where they almost won the title and then they were in the wilderness for five or six years. They've backed Rodgers. Where's the pressure coming in this situation? And will it come with a couple of poor results? The one in the morning... And even losing to Stoke at Anfield on the weekend,
4: I'm I'm sure it will come um, because I mean we've seen it before, and you know Moyes Moise's acceleration out the door at United vs. Boas at Spurs these these ones which happened quite quickly last season. It does happen very quickly once you know once owners start to see that you know the wheels are coming off, you know they act quickly. So I don't think he's immune from pressure at all. Um, it, at the moment, it is just those three defeats, and they are playing really badly. I think, I think personally, it's something that can be sorted out on the training pitch with a few tweaks. Um, obviously, he can't do anything till January anyway. I mean, would there be an appetite to spend big to to, to bolster his squad after spending all that money anyway? I, I think I think it's going to have to be done on the coaching pitch. And, um, yeah, I don't think he's immune to it, but I think he'll have a little bit of time because, because really, they did overachieve last season um, and they're still getting over it. But I think with that, we'll give him a lot of credit. I don't think it'll be a knee-jerk reaction from the owners.
0: Now, Mike, one last one before we let you go. Uh, for Diego's very own, Aussie is killing it over there at the moment. Miller Yedinak scored a cracking goal on the weekend for Crystal Palace against Warren's beloved Liverpool. But uh, I did some research on him today. Apparently, he's rated second in Europe uh, across all footballers for the stats, you know, the, the assists, the goals, the tackles and all that sort of stuff. And I know, granted, it was com I looked at, to get that information, <laughs> but apparently there's a couple of those statistical websites that actually rate him quite highly. How how is he regarded in England, just in in the street, you know, in, in the normal football supporters or the or the media over there?
4: I think he's he's an extremely underrated player. Um, yeah, Premier League footballers can often be in the limelight for you know various different reasons, but I don't think he's. Yeah, you know, from what I've heard and from what I know, he's not somebody who courts that kind of publicity. He really, you know, has let his football do the talking. If I'm right, it's it's almost like um, a second chance for him in in football um, to come over here and prove himself. And he's really done it with consistently, you know, c- consistently doing the right things in matches. I think he's got very good decision making and makes very few mistakes and an all-round good player uh, in terms of, you know, uh, keeping the ball and also showed, you know, his skill with that terrific free kick on Sunday.
0: Good on you, Mike. Uh, Thanks uh, for joining us tonight. So we'll speak to you again next week. But uh, which Champions League game are you going to tomorrow or uh, today, your time?
4: Well, I just got back from City Bayern last night, so tonight I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be uh, watching it from, from home. I'm just, just about recovering from Sergio Aguero's uh, hat-trick, so uh, I'll, I'll happily watch it on telly tonight.
0: Fantastic, mate. We well, you have a good time, and we'll speak to you again next week. See you soon, guys. That's uh, Mike McGrath, the uh, UK football journalist there at The Sun, joining us every week here on the 40 So Let's take a break and we'll come back. We'll talk about one sack coach that might feel a bit aggrieved by it in Australia. This is the 40 Agos, 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Welcome back. This is the 40 Agos, 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Uh, last couple of minutes of the show. and uh, I want to have a chat quickly about uh, Mike Mulvey. Uh, won the grand final with Brisbane Raw last season, uh, topped the league, and won the coach of the year, and uh, was thanked on the weekend by getting the sack after yes. only winning one out of six games. Hard done by, guys, or do you think uh, you know, the club was well within its rights to make that decision?
1: Personally, I think he was hard done by. I'm, um, I'm a little bit tired of uh, the lack of loyalty in this game, particularly when a, when a, a manager's got a proven track record. I think what Mike Mulvey did was he kept a team that was good, good. And I don't think that's easy to do. Just ask Moyes about that one. (laughs) But um, and even though they had a bad start or they're having a pretty shocking season, there are glimpses that the the team is turning around. So I I don't know that you can always blame the gaffer for what happens on the pitch. And he certainly took a bullet for them.
0: But what if I said to you, Vinny, all the stories coming out of the camp is that he lost the change room right? Yes, the players weren't going to play for him anymore. The, uh, the football directors, the guys above him who was reporting to, they apparently they've been at loggerheads for a while. The club itself that uh, now uh, are building themselves on this identity that was the football that Ange Postacogli was playing that won them so much so much, gave him so much success uh, through a process of great football, and apparently he was moving the story was he was moving away from that. Does that change your opinion a little bit when when you hear that stuff?
1: Look, it changes it a little bit, but I I, I don't necessarily buy it unless... Because I don't know that... I I haven't seen those changes on the pitch. I've seen them play ordinary football
0: recently. You said they didn't turn up on Friday night.
1: Yeah, on Friday. Mm. But but I've I've seen them turn up for other games this season, but they haven't turned up for the full 90. And last season, they, they certainly turned up and, you know... Yes, he's lost a couple of players, so I don't buy it for that reason. And the other thing I don't buy is that, is the fact that Brisbane Roar of all teams would know what it means to stick by a coach because Ange, Ange probably lost that dressing room when it was full of a, a lot of big stars, and they were willing to let let him uh, lose that dressing room to reinvigorate the squad. So, in many ways, they could, they should have. They for me, they owe Mulvey at least one season. Mm. Given what he's achieved already,
2: I don't disagree with Vinny, but I will say the club always has the right to terminate employment of player or coach. But can you just plead with a club to do it with some better class? Because, in all honesty, (laughs) the combined wages of the chief executive and the other
0: football director, people
2: that actually were doing the job, would be three times what Mike Mulvey. And then they lacked courage. They lacked class. Because Courage, number one, they had a review two weeks ago after they lost to Melbourne City, a club-wide review. Well, you're telling me they already knew what the problem was, so get rid of him two weeks ago. Then, of course, stay of proceedings, wins against a very poor Newcastle away from home, gets another week. They lost to an own goal. They lost their first game of the season to an own goal. Donaghy scored an own goal in about the 80th fifth minute they lost to Perth where have Perth gone from there they've had another goal that game that cost them from an own goal they've had three own goals okay they mightn't have turned up they were going to get a result against Melbourne victory Barford Jade North running into the ball in about the 84th minute I mean fair dinkum just do it with some dignity and some respect you've got the right to do it but it's an absolute disgrace and what they do they leaked it to the courier mail at about Two o'clock on Sunday. So so
0: let's speculate about the investigation there. They're looking into this. Apparently they're appalled that it got out to the media beforehand. Now, who would have known that he was going to get the sack? The board,
2: the The, owners, and the uh, chief executive.
0: I mean, the players didn't know. The, 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 The guy who cleans the change rooms didn't know. They wouldn't have leaked it. It would have been one of those guys. So when they do their investigation and discover that, just say... The CEO lets someone know. What, they are going to sack the CEO? He's going to sack himself. I mean, it's just ridiculous how ridiculous. that got out. And uh, and I suppose that shows no respect to a premiership coach. It's not like exactly. It's not like a bloke who has done very poorly, and they've stuck by him, and uh, and suddenly you know some people will be a little bit you know reluctant to give them the respect that they deserve. This guy won a premiership for them. Um, you know these guys, these players, they would have been a family. With with this coach, there would, been, there would have been a tight bond that that some of them won't ever have again in winning a premiership, and uh, and that's how they, uh, they that's how, that's the respect they essentially, showed. Essentially,
2: Carlos, they were never in love. This was a marriage of they never loved him. They never it was like a marriage of convenience. Were they were they but looking they go, to save a bit of cash when, to the next guy? When the I don't fans know.
0: Were calling for his sacking not long after he's appointed when he when he just wasn't doing well and the players weren't really you know performing all that well they they gave him they gave him an extension to his contract against everyone's you know, uh, you know what everyone was thinking at the time. I mean, they had sack Mulvey signs in the stadium, but they gave him an extended contract. So, um, so I just wonder what the responsibility if there of the uh, of the club was.
1: In many ways, John Van Schip, you would have thought, would have been the first to go this year, given the pressure on him. But I think Melbourne City have been very noble and they understand that things are taking time and they're backing him. And that's the right thing too. You've got to back your gaffer for a decent amount of time. And, and, you know, I'm very surprised that Mulvey is gone.
0: Anyway, that's uh, one of the talking points this week. Of course, the Diego's are on the final whistle on Friday night. What a cracking game that's going to be. Melbourne victory in Adelaide United. Vinny will be our man on the spot, making his way back. I don't know, you'll probably get there get back here by midnight, Vinny. Who knows? People. Like, Who knows? That'll like be you. the best show ever, Carlos. <laughs> 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 It'll be fantastic. Don't forget after the Diego's tonight, it's all night at Appetite with Darren Parkin. And, uh, um, and also, uh, yeah, don't forget we're on uh, with the final whistle on Friday night. So remember Vinny Venezuela.
1: Remember Puerto Rican girls hang out. We'll, we'll be there. Wherever you
2: Samba, Rumba and La Bamba. We'll, we'll be, be there. Remember
0: the girls with food on their head and balls with their feet. We'll, we'll be, be, be there. there. Wherever green girls play football. We'll, we'll be there. there. We are the will